Chapter 12. Ruby Rugby Last Day. The South team jogged in unison onto the pitch alongside the North team. The South team's posture and confidence was a mirror image of their counterparts. Both teams warmed up with well-coordinated drills. John Greaves uncrossed his arms and put his hands in his jean pockets. His long pink jacket ruffled as he rolled his shoulders and he said, Well, after a hundred seasons, they could fool a few to believe they are winners. Katie smiled and took John's words as a compliment. The South team, who she believed in, were changing. After the teams had warmed up, the South team organised themselves into lines, like they were standing in the lake. Then, all at once, they chanted and screamed. What are they doing? John Greaves said in a bemused voice. Katie watched with intrigue and soon guessed. The hacker! Well, not the hacker, but Wraith's kung fu version, said Katie. What's the hacker? It's a tribal war dance. The Maoris use it to summon strength and scare their opponents. They look like a bunch of lunatics. But confident lunatics. Yes, you'd need to be to do that in front of this crowd. Before the game started, the captain of the North team jogged over to the crowd and leaned over the rope to speak to the bureaucrats. Katie watched and tried her best to lip-read, but she couldn't. Upon returning to the pitch, the captain caught Katie's eye and gave her a wink. She blushed slightly. The match kicked off and both teams immediately jostled for control. A competitive match, finally, said John Greaves. Unannounced by Lynx, another cheerleading squad paraded onto the touchline. The smallest bureaucrat left his seat and stood very straight next to the North team manager. He stabbed the metal spike of his umbrella in the grass and could be seen lecture the North team manager. Wows and sounds of surprise came from the crowd. With impressive backflips and somersaults, the new cheerleading squad held their attention. Then the smallest bureaucrat walked to John Greaves and Katie. He dug his umbrella into the grass and stated proudly, They're professional. John Greaves ignored him and Katie copied. The new cheerleading team are here for the North team. They're from the prestige dance group for outstanding performers institution. There was still no answer, so he continued. The North team train all year round. It's their job. That's why they have never been beaten. The captain is my nephew. A fine player he is. I would have played fly half myself if it wasn't for my bad knees. John Greaves turned his head to Katie and the smallest bureaucrat paused and eagerly awaited for John to speak. John said, I love listening to birds. I always wake at sunrise to listen to their songs. Years I've been listening. I reckon I could tell you each individual species tweets, Katie. Do you know a reason for their song? Before she could answer, John answered his own question. It's a way in which they communicate their strength and status among each other. I think some people behave like birds because when they chit-chat, all they're singing about is just how big they are. This man reminds me of a little tit who is intimidated of an owl, but it's the magpies he needs to watch out for. They are merciless. My team are just like magpies. They're going to have his golden egg. And pointed to a large golden cup, which stood prominently on the presentation table. After a long moment of a John Greaves awkward silence, the bureaucrat slipped away. Don't you think that was harsh, John? asked Katie. When you've listened to as many tits as I have, you soon lose patience with them. Katie admired John for his toughness. She sometimes lacked assertiveness. She thought John's style was too rude for her, but she respected that he knew his voice. The scoreboard, which was updated by flying fairies, displayed 67 to 70, 
the South team were only three points behind. Alec walked up to the touchline and called the South team's full back to him and said, Mate, you could have intercepted that pass. Remember your training. Be like Hungry Bear in Mountain River and jump for that salmon. Wrap your paws around that fat succulent ball and take it. With both his index and middle finger, he pointed to the ball in play and then he traced them back to his own eyes and said, Keep your eyes on that fish. Nodding to himself, Alec then calmly retracted back to his seat and folded his arms. John Greaves shook his head and said, Our third coach, the fisherman. The sun was almost set, which meant the game was in its final stage. The tension in the stadium was at bursting point. A North team player had the ball and started a tremendous run. He ran at great pace and passed the ball, which continued across the pitch with ease. If they score now, we've had it, said John Greaves. The ball was fed to the second-to-last player in the advancing North line. One more final pass and the North team's winger would be free and unchallenged to score a try. The final ball was played. The egg-shaped ball sailed through the air. The setting sun's rays reflected off its surface like silver scales of a salmon. The crowd held their breath as it travelled free in the air. A loud roar erupted and drinks soaked everyone. The South team's fullback had intercepted the ball. Yeah, that's how it's done, screamed Alec. What a salmon catcher! And a tear of pride rolled down his cheek. Well, I'll be, said John. The South team immediately counterattacked, and the North team were caught unaware. The last rays of the fading sun glimmered over the horizon, and Katie screamed, No time! Run! Wraith received the ball on the centre spot and faced three North team players. Even if he was to avoid their tackles, there was not enough time to run and score. Wraith drop-kicked the ball to score. He's kicked it from there, said an astonished John Greaves. Katie was silent. She had never seen such a kick and had no idea if it would make the distance. Every player on the pitch stopped to watch the ball travel alongside flocked soaring eagles in the mountain breeze. Dipping with a gravitational pull, the ball sailed between the two posts. The crowd erupted in celebration, which was preceded by the chirping of the final whistle. The sun had set and the scoreboard displayed 70-70, a draw.